reaching up and making the grab. Odell Beckham Jr. Stafford buys time. Protection is good. And so is the pass. Henderson came out of the backfield. Jefferson in motion. Henderson, nice cutback. Stafford rolling and throwing. Caught, caught, touchdown. Stafford caught on the run. Caught, who else? Out of the slot to the right, looks that way, fires that way, but makes the grab at about the 18 yard line. Pass, cut, got it, touchdown. Burrow trying to keep it going, gets spun down, gets it away, and incomplete. It looked like P. Ryan might have had a shot to make the grab, but the Rams now. Running down to celebrate with a defensive play. Guess who? Guess of course. Who? I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Do not even have to think about it. Pointing to the ring finger. Hey guys, and welcome to another East Coast Rams podcast. I am your co-host Ashton, while my awesome co-host, as always, Zach. Uh, how you doing, Zach? Uh, it's not an eventful week at all. No, but the trumpets are, uh, are playing, the drums are beating, and the war of fandom has begun. Um, I think Rams fans, commenters, um, analysts, everybody is going to war against each other on the latest news of this week, but there's been a, there's a whole lot of news, uh, coming after, you know, week one of the, or I guess this is week two of the post Super Bowl, uh, time. Mm-hmm. So we got, a, we got a lot to dive into. How are you? Yes, Zach. Uh, I'm doing good. Um, guys, we we're doing a mini podcast. We weren't expecting to do a podcast this soon. Um, typically we go a little bit slower in the off season, but, uh, the Rams, uh, we're not following our timeline at all, Zach. And a lot of teams we've already seen it. Uh, are starting to cut down because of the cap deadline on March 15th. And uh, believe it or not, the Rams are not in the worst situation compared to a lot of other teams, as we've been talking about. Uh, But they were 15 mil, I believe, over the cap. Uh, Or 14, yeah, 15 mil over the cap as of right now. Uh, I think they're a little bit lower and we'll talk about this first, after cutting Bobby Wagner, a surprising, or let's say this, it was a surprising move to some fans, given the fact of his performance, and he had a five-year deal. Now, the Rams did structure the deal to be very maneuverable after the first year. Credit the need for that. Um, Zach, uh, do you like this move? Is it a good move cap-wise? Is it a bad move? And I guess we can segue that into talking about like where you think this team is going. Yeah. Um, you know, when you, when you first think about it, you're like, what in the world is happening? But then, then you think about it and you kind of go realistic. You look at the contract and um, this was the out and this was the easy out. I mean, it was a $50 million contract. 
uh, after this year, you're going to be eating up a lot more uh, dead cap if you tried to trade or cut them or or anything like that. So uh, definitely a smart move on the Rams. Um, I didn't really kind of they enjoy... They five. They saved five mil. Five mil. Um, mm-hmm. So the one thing I didn't really enjoy was it... it they were like, yeah, the Rams are saving cap space and that Bobby Wagner wants to go on a winning team. That's just, that was the only part that kind of just like, I, and that, maybe that was just bad reporting or, or what, but it's, it's like, I, I get it. I know you don't want to go through another big season, but like, you know, if this was a season where, I mean, I truly believe like, and we'll talk about this more going into the other things too, but like if the Rams were in a spot where they were so, they there was no plans to rebound from this year. This would have been the perfect opportunity for McVay to leave. This would have been a perfect opportunity for AD to retire. This would have been a perfect opportunity for Stafford to retire and, you know, and just let Raheem Morris take over and, and, and go that way. And that's not what's happening. So some of these moves that are being made right now are, are interesting. Uh, but I think, you know, we, we've talked over some of the potential cuts over the last, you know, two pods, uh, three pods anyways, but, um, yes, Bobby Wagner was, uh, was interesting only because of the performance that he did. He was a first year captain. Um, you know, he, he played his heart out. Um, he was very successful on the defense, uh, but this defensive but, player last year for sure. But when you look at, when you look at it holistically, the Rams, even if you took Bobby Wagner out of it, the, the linebacker position was never truly the Rams' weakest point of of, of the defense. Um, you know, you know, you you kind of look it back and you kind of see who you know we we won the Super Bowl without Bobby Wagner, um, and you know I think our defense played pretty well, but you know we didn't have a healthy team, so you you have to take that into consideration. Uh, what are your thoughts on the matter? I get why Snead did it, money-wise. This does, so there's two parts to this. This affirms my belief that after this year, they're going to go full rebuild. After this season, 100%. We may be there right now, and that's kind of, I don't know where he's kind of going with this offseason, and we'll have to wait and see. Um... AD coming back, I I I believe now if AD would have retired, they would have full on rebuilt this offseason. I think they probably they might have kept Stafford, but they probably would have given him an option to retire too or something like that. But either way, AD's coming back. So we're caught in this weird in-between mode. And this is dangerous. A lot of teams that stay stay in this kind of like not full rebuild but uh, still trying to make half moves. Those are the teams that always do bad and almost always struggle. Because, like, if you're stuck in mediocrity, and we saw this with a few teams for a while, uh, you're going to continue just be at eight, nine wins. And don't get it wrong. If we were fully healthy, we would have been an eight, the nine, the ten win team. That's just the real reality of things. Um and I think you have to make adjustments. Um, I'm going to be interested to see what they do with Allen Robinson uh, after this. Uh, and uh, we can go into Leonard Floyd uh, 
and all that as Zach, do you, what do you think is going on with Leonard Floyd? Yeah. And, and honestly, you know, before I checked our show notes for today, uh, I didn't, I missed that completely of this week. Uh, I'm not sure how I did, but you know, I go back and I actually like, I pulled up his tweet and I kind of looked at his reporting. So his, his, his tweet was, I know what I bring to the club, all I'm saying. And he, you have two mindsets. Mindset is number one, he's having an internal talks, but they don't typically report on internal talks. Um, I think more or less he's seen what everybody else is saying. Um, he's seen what's being reported. He's seen um, what, you know, what the fans are saying and who should be cut and things like that. And, you know, I don't necessarily think that anytime a player tweets, it's because of an internal battle. Sometimes it is, but a lot of times, and we'll even talk about the the Jalen Ramsey stuff too. Um, but in the end, mm. I, you know, I, I don't really know if I take this as um, what a lot of other players are saying is like, he's the next one gone. Now, yes, would he free up some cap space? Um, he would, fr- if it's it? post June, it's a lot of cap. He would free up 15 mil alone if you were to trade him <clears throat> post-June. Now, so this... I'm sorry. Uh, so, but, uh, Zach, Zach uh, this is key when talking about salaries and contracts, stuff like this, uh, when looking at the cap situation. Pre-June, it would only be 3 mil, so it doesn't make sense pre-June to trade or cut Leonard Floyd. It doesn't. And so we won't see anything. We shouldn't see anything with him until that deadline. After that deadline, Zach, um, especially if they want to go after some other free agents, uh, potentially. But is it going to be anytime soon? I would highly doubt it with three mil in savings. Yeah, I mean, even the Bobby Wagner. I think there was when I was doing um, a little bit of homework on the on the salary cap. There was also this: his cap charge right now will be seven point five million in the form of dead money. If the Rams designate him a post June cut, they would save eight million this year, but that's because they would spread that eight million over two years. So they could they could still be kind of smarter too on how they do the Bobby Wagner, whether it's you know whatever their official because all these things that we're getting are all reports. Um, and yes, they are parting ways, but the exact designation of when they're parting ways, maybe June 1st, maybe, maybe not. So, um, we'll have to keep an eye on that, but, um, but yeah, you know, Leonard Floyd does bring something to this defense, but the problem is, is that we, we still don't have edge rushers and Leonard Floyd is our only, you know, true edge rusher that we have right now. And if we decide to move on from him, you know, we're, we're, you know. We're, we don't really have anybody. I mean, we've already, we're looking to somebody to replace Von Miller. Um, and we weren't very successful about that. Um, and so now having to tr- replace that position on top of Leonard Floyd's position, leaving AD, you know, seemingly by himself. I mean, yes, assuming that we get Greg Gaines back. Assu- I mean, even assuming Ashawn Robinson comes back, like, I mean, even if you don't assume that you're, you're leaving AD with a very, you know, young maybe too young of a, a defense for him to play and to play successfully at. And it's just a big shift. I mean, you think about this, if the Rams truly decide, I mean, we brought, we have Raheem Morris back. 
if we really are reshuffling our our complete defense, I mean, right now we're looking at Bobby Wagner gone. We're looking at, you know, if Leonard, if this Leonard Floyd thing is true, Leonard Floyd gone. If Jalen Ramsey's thing is true, Jalen Ramsey gone. So we literally have just lost three levels of our defense, pretty much the stars of all three, other than AD. But AD, let's say AD since he was out. But I mean, you're 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 missing big impactful players on three levels of the defense. Yeah, it's going to be interesting why they are doing this um, and what their plan is. Like, we can have our thoughts about, like, me and you, like, what we would do. Uh, We can have thoughts about what they are doing and whether we agree with them or not. But ultimately, less need is going to do what less need wants and – Let's segue this into the Ramsey stuff. First off, again, it is laughable. Anyone would suggest that we would cut him. People are doing that for clicks. It is nuts. The Rams wouldn't cut Ramsey, even if he wasn't going to play. If he said, I'm not going to play for the Rams anymore, I'm going to just sit. The Rams wouldn't cut him for 600 k in savings. They would just keep him on their team and let him sit for a year. It clearly they're not going to cut him, and I it kind of made me laugh because some fans of other teams were like, "Oh well, you know the Rams are going to have to just take whatever they want to get because they're desperate." But I like how when the Rams are trading a star player, we're desperate to trade him away when he's only going to save us five million cap. And now we're only 10 over, and we have options to restructure Aaron Donald. We have options to restructure uh, Cooper Cup. Like, we could restructure Leonard Floyd if we really wanted to. Um, I don't think they're going to do Allen Robinson at all. I would please don't. Um, But either way, the Rams have options, uh, especially Cooper Cup. I I think that's going to be one that I would look to do. Um, But it was just silly that people were talking about that. And silly to say the Rams are going to just accept whatever uh, I would hope not. Like, Zach, uh, at least for me, I would say it's going to be a disappointment if we don't get a first and a second out of it. I think you can get two first. For Jalen Ramsey, uh, what's your minimum that you would be happy with, and then w- what do you think we'll realistically get for him? <clears throat> so I'm still in the mindset that he's sticking around. There's a lot of, um, I mean, even his own cryptic tweets that are posted out there, um, based on some of the other information that's been spilled over the last 24 hours. I'm kind of glad we were originally going to do this podcast last night, and I'm kind of glad that we kind of waited the full day to, to kind of see what all was coming in. Um, I think he's going to stay. Um, there's a lot of, like I said, a lot of, a lot of stuff to go into it, but if he were to be traded, I mean, um, at minimum, it would have to be a first for me. It would have to be a first and a third for this draft. Um, really? a lot of people a are thinking a third. I think that's minimum. And that's because it would be both for this draft. Um, Anything else, I think you're looking at a first, second, or two firsts. Um, I mean, I think that's absolute bottom bones minimum um, that I would take. Anything less than that, I mean, it's just not worth it. Even if it's multiple picks, I don't think that's worth anything. Maybe a first, third, and something else uh, to to compensate. 
would maybe be should be my minimum. Um, but like I said, I think a first and a second makes the most sense. I don't know if there's anybody who would trade two firsts for him. Um, the only maybe the Lions, just because they have so many picks, um, they might maybe the Eagles too. But I, other, I definitely. Other than, I see the lines possibly because they have two picks. They could trade the six in their next year first. And I think that's a fair haul for Ramsey. Like they really need DBs and they have missed on DBs in the draft. Uh, And they would still have a first later in the draft. Not too late. Like I think they have like pick 18 or something like that. So it's not like they're getting completely, uh, you know, messed up by trading away the number six pick. And that would be good enough return for the Rams where you can get a starting cornerback to replace Ramsey at six or someone else. Um, so I will way, note that the, the Detroit Lions just did just sign a former Eagles to their cornerback spot. So they did. They signed cornerback Mac McCain. Um, to their cornerback room just this past week too. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it or, or if that will impact anything or not. Um, I mean, it will be interesting because the. I mean, if you look at the Lions, I mean, shoot, they're starting to become basically the. I would. I obviously I wouldn't say the rejects of the Rams, but you know the 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 ones who moved on from the Rams. I mean, shoot, you have Jared Goff, you have you had Brockers, he's now been released from the Lions. Um, you had Josh Reynolds was on the team. Um, now, if you potentially put Ramsey on the team, it, it's just an interesting play. I think it would be a smart move for Ramsey because um, I think he would thrive there. Um, but I think the problem that a lot of these teams are going to face is, yes, you have to – you're going to have to um, – you're going to have to figure out that draft capital. But uh, it came out today that, you know, Ramsey is wanting to – wanting a new contract with whatever team picks him up. Um so that will be interesting to see how that all plays through because I think the Rams are going to treat him right. Um, he's a yeah. valuable member of that team. And I, I think that what, whatever comes, it's, it's going to be a mutual decision um, like it should be, uh, especially for a high caliber player like him. Um, and they don't want to mess that uh, up. We're paying Bobby Wagner's signing bonus when we didn't have to. That's three mil we, more we could have saved. And, you know, I think when you treat players well, players will want to play for you. Um, I'm not saying the Rams are perfect. They have their problems, especially a running back. Uh, But for the most part, uh, with Ramsey, I I do think they'll do good by him if we do trade him. I don't think the Rams will, like, are forced to trade him right now. I think you do irritate Ramsey and you make it harder to re-sign him again. I don't think we're going to end up re-signing him. Whether or not that would be a good idea anyways, uh, given us rebuilding after this year. But for the Lions, think about it. You could run with Goff. Goff had a solid year. You don't have to get another quarterback. Uh, You have a foundation around Goff. You have really stud wide receivers. You have a really good O-line. Uh, you have a I – w- I would say they had a great tight end. They traded him away. Uh, but their defense is the thing that's lacking and that has hurt them in the last two years. You put Ramsey on there and then you can draft a few more pieces around him and still have a first-round pick. It sounds kind of stupid for them not to do it and go all in. 
if the Rams proved anything, when you have a solid roster and you have a few holes, fill those holes. Stop trying to just take dart throws and draft. The Rams are a little bit in a different situation given our the age of our roster, given the holes in our roster. So it kind of makes sense. And I said this in previous pods, Zach, it, you're not going to have a higher value for Ramsey than this offseason in the future. He's only going to diminish in value when it comes to trading him. And I think that's why the biggest, that's why they're talking the most about this right now is just because of that that fear that if they if if Ramsey wants to leave this might be his only opportunity and the same thing with the Rams like this might be your only opportunity to get something back um and so I think I think there is a mutual consensus there of you know (laughs) this could be the year and then everything else is unknown I mean if he had an exceptional again another exceptional season this year you, we might get lucky and there there might be some you know something that they can deal with but um at this point you're you're only going to get the most uh, I, I think the rams would probably get the most out of it um if they did it this year but again i think this also would be the most for ramsey especially if he wants a new contract um you know when you when you i can't i, I was trying to go through my twitter to see who who posted it um but someone posted that like the top cornerbacks and you know what they get paid at Ramsey's by far um gets the most or has the most um gets gets paid the most out of all of the the currently active over 30 uh cornerbacks well he's 27 right now 27 oh I maybe I gotta figure out what what exactly that I read there but yes uh well that's the problem i i feel like a lot of people have been hating on ramsey this year for some reason in the nfl um i get i'm not saying he was like fantastic best corner in league he wasn't but he was a lot better than people give him credit for especially because he doesn't get targeted as much as other corners because people are afraid to throw his way and not to mention we played a ton of zone last year and we talked about it there was plenty of times where the safeties did not follow their assignments didn't go to the correct place and it you what was the camera shot ramsey chasing after a wide receiver them catching in a zone that a safety was supposed to be at and getting a touchdown or making a big play and uh that's all the casual nfl fans saw and therefore they're like oh ramsey is washed when you know like in certain situations, he was very much the same dog of a cornerback we have been accustomed to. So I, I think this is the team just saying, give us your best offers. Give us. Trying to see if they can get kind of like a trade. Uh, we saw it a few times last year where their teams are trying to raise the value of these players and get the most picks possible for a player, or at least uh, have inquiries about it and see what offers are out there on the table. And if there's something too good to uh, pass up, kind of like how the Rams just pushed everything in the middle of the table for Stafford, and we kind of overbid other people, uh, or like the 49ers did with McCaffrey last year, overbid other people. If, there, if someone wants to do that for Ramsey, 
and like someone offers three first and you didn't think you were going to get that less need be like yeah uh i'll i'll trade ramsey for three first uh i'm not saying we're going to get that but like you wouldn't know if you didn't ask for inquiries and i think that's what they're doing yeah no no i i don't i don't disagree um I don't know. It would just it would stink to see him go. Uh, like I said, I, I feel like we're 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 losing a core member, and I think we're just one year off from you know even our projections. Kind of last week, we kind of discussed it, and you know, yes, we 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 kind of see some tea leaves on the wall for some players, but um, this one, I think we were just we were we we envisioned possibly one year too soon, um, especially if they were going to try to make a big run again. Um, you know, the cornerbacks we have right now are are, are good. Are fine but they're not they're not elite yet yeah it, it's kind of weird because you would think five mil isn't enough to be worth trading a premier cornerback um it's five and a half so i mean let's uh let me look at Cooper Cup and see what a restructure. We could save 14 mil in restructuring Cooper Cup. Like there's <laughs> there's your cap right there. Basically, after cutting Bobby Wagner, restructure Cooper Cup. Bam. Um yeah. uh yeah. I get not wanting to restructure uh Ramsey because again like he if you restructure Ramsey and then you go on a rebuild and Ramsey demands a trade with that type of contract you're not going to get a lot for him that's the problem is he still has two years on this current contract if you try to restructure him and then try to trade him next year that's going to be a nightmare uh, yeah. uh Bassett. You're you're gonna get like a second for him at best. Uh let alone if he's asking for like you know what I mean? Like if he's on a one year deal. So it makes sense timeline wise. It just sucks it has to be this off season. Yeah, it's just it just seems like a lot. I mean, yeah, last year we had Von Miller leave, we had Robert Woods leave, um, you know, we, we had some other players leave, but uh, this year now s- starting to feel a little bit more, um, more hurt. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there, um, you know, fans can be disappointed that players leave, you know, it's going to happen. You know, we, yes, it's a business and we should all realize that this is just a business deal. We shouldn't take things personally, but some of these people like, you know, they, they truly enjoy watching these players play on the field, um, and seeing them move on, especially when they were on the championship team. Um, it's kind of disappointing, which, which it is, it is disappointing. I mean, shoot, you know, we're, we're all going to be disappointed when AD retires. We're all going to be disappointed when Cooper cup leaves, you know, it's just, it's just going to happen eventually and it's going to stink. Um, so, you know, yes, we need, we need to get used to these kind of maneuvers and things like that, but that doesn't still doesn't mean that, you know, it doesn't really hurt inside that, you know, one of our favorite players is now, is now leaving. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Rams, if they uh, restructured Rob Havenstein, uh, I believe they would save 4 mil. Um, yeah, 4.2 mil. That's, I would do that. I, I think Rob Havenstein is, still has a good four or five years. 
let's talk about Higby, Zach. I think this is someone people haven't been mentioning. Uh, he would be a cap saving of four mil and dead cap hit of uh, five. And that's pre. If it's post, then Higby is six mil. Um, do you think Higby could be gone? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, you know, I, I think that he could be, um, again, it would be, he's been on the team for forever, uh, forever for as far as we know, but, um, uh, but yeah, I think he's a, he's a definitely a hit and there's a lot of teams I think looking for a decent, um, you know, above, I think, I still think he's above average as far as the tight end goes. And there's a lot of teams out there, you know, our good friends, Detroit is, you know, they're going to be looking for a tight end. Uh, the chargers, I think are another team that will be looking for a tight end. Um, you know, if, uh, depending on how, you know, there, there's just a lot of teams that could be up for one. And, um, other than, you know, the chiefs and the 49ers, those are probably the only two teams that really aren't looking for a tight end. Oh, and the, and the Ravens, um, other than that, I think every team is always keeping that option open. They could save 6.7 mil by trading him post-June. Which I, I don't think you're going to get a lot for him pre-June. So, like, if you trade him post for a third or fourth to kind of offload his cap, um, potentially, I... I don't know what free agents are going to be out there. Like maybe OBJ, you want to sign OBJ for four mil, five mil. Um, I That's definitely think part Rob. Is... I definitely the, the think Rob part... Havenstein and um, uh, Rob Havenstein should be restructured, and Cooper Cup should be restructured. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes makes the most sense. Um, I mean, we saw this week that Robert Woods is now available. Um, fans are clamoring for him to come back. I don't really see that happening. Um, we're kind of stuck. I mean, I don't want to say stuck because I, I don't really think we gave Allen Robinson really the full, um, the full experience that he really needs or gave him the full. Um, but anyways, we, yeah, we, we, uh, he was not good those first six weeks. He wasn't. He in Stafford. <laughs> But let's just remember that he didn't play. He didn't have any time with Stafford during during the interim. During, you know, he he didn't. It's it. You know, Matthew Stafford was on the sidelines. You know, watching. You know, Wolford and Perkins throw to uh, Robinson, and and that's hard. That's hard when you don't have that chemistry like you had with, you know, Cooper Cup. I mean, even with a Rob and um, OBJ, like they had. They started to, it took them a couple weeks for OBJ to kind of get used to things, but it, it, it worked. Um, and I just don't think that they really ever had the time, uh, you know, once they were in game mode and once they were in, um, you know, hurry up and catch up and try to get back into the swing of things. I didn't think, I don't think they ever had time to build that chemistry. They were more in worry mode than they were in, um, you know, let's, let's dissect this, take time and, you know, let's figure this out. They were more in like, you know, we, this is a sense of urgency. We need to fix this. And so we're throwing everything in the kitchen sink with it. And, you know, obviously that wasn't successful. And, um, you know, I, you know, Ooh. It just... uh, so they will lose money if they cut him pre-June uh, talking about Ellen Robinson uh, post, they wouldn't, they would break even, uh, tr- 
trading pre-June they would if they traded Allen Robinson they would save 6.8 mil if they traded him post they would save 15 mil 15 mil. yeah but I mean I mean the performance that he's given this past year and you know and honestly yes he's you know we all thought him having Stafford this is going to boost his career you know look who who he's had before you know, when, when you don't have a performing, a good performing year in several years, there's not a lot, there's not a lot of people looking to make deals, um, deals with, well, you. no, you, uh, you would have to offload him with picks. You would be paying someone to take his contract. Like, but I don't do know. With, uh, Peters and Tlaib. I mean, I guess it's possible, but I mean, you, you know, I, I don't do think the Rams make that move. Uh, I mean, 15 mil, it depends who they're trying to sign. And he's not, I don't know, if he's not performing, I I wouldn't be surprised after a few games. I think that would be later in the season type deal. If he's not performing, uh, if OBJ is still free agent kind of healing or waiting to see how the season's going, and we're winning. I I could see them trading, paying someone to like take his contract, and trying to go after OBJ or a free agent that taking a shot at someone else. Uh, he was just miserably bad with us yeah. last year. Um, it, it looked like he was invisible, and Stafford wasn't looking at him for the first three or four weeks of the season. Um, and and again, I, I still come back to that is like, I mean, again, we need to make sure that Cooper cup isn't always the number one target. Um, but when, you know, when you're, when you're the in the red target, and, and, right. I mean, but he, I mean, you said he didn't even look at him and that's just because, you know, cup is the safety blanket and has been the safety blanket for many years. I mean, let's just, I mean, let's be for real. Like whether you had Brandon cooks, whether you had uh, Robert Woods, whether you had X, Y, Z, it, it always was Cooper cup was a safety blanket. I mean, we can all pretty much guarantee that if Cooper cup was in the super bowl in 2019, they would have won the super bowl. Um, and it's, it is, that is the kind of player he is. He is underrated. He is undervalued. Um, you know, and I, he's that good. But when you have that player that is that good, you need to make sure as a quarterback that you are also passing it around so that you can make sure that your best player always has the opportunity to make the ball. And yes, he, he, he was still the leading, you know, reception, uh, you know, going into his injury, but you know, the, you, you got to spread the ball around or, you know, everyone's always going to figure out your scheme and eventually that's not going to work in the, in the, in the bigger games. So let, let's say, Zach, uh, let, let's do kind of like a uh, – just go through the motions. Uh, it, talk about if the Rams restructure a few guys and cut they cut Bobby Wagner and they're making all these moves, uh, do you think it's worth it if they focus on offense? If they go after someone who, who else – like other teams are going to start having the same issues – because there's a lot of teams worse than us. Like Michael Thomas could be someone we could go after. Keenan Allen. Like, what if the Rams are looking to retool an offense, get a few linemen, maybe sign someone in free agency that's a decent tackle, decent guard? Um, 
they get a few pieces in the draft on offense and they want to be high powered again. And they're just willing to accept that the defense is going to have to hurt because of it. Cause a good defense didn't help us last year. Um, right. Like you got to be able to score points in this league. Uh, so who do you think free agent wise, the Rams could target or potentially free agent like Keenan Allen or something like that. Cause I, I think Keenan Allen's going to be available. Yeah, I mean, you just got to think about, you know, yes, I, I think Keenan Allen would be great on the team. The problem, I, I just come back to, who are they going to move aside? Um, you, you think of who they currently have right now. You you have Cooper Cup, not going to get rid of, obviously. Al, uh, Al Robinson, I don't, you said the numbers, but I don't think you can get rid of him. I, you know, yes, I know we could throw draft picks, but right now it sounds like we're trying to get draft picks. Now, I think it's weird you just that we're don't trying play to play him. But or you, you, you still have in the you rotation. Still have, you still have Van Jefferson, who's on his fourth year deal or fourth year rookie contract. So you know this will be his last year, probably. Um, you know you still have Tutu Atwell, which he has been. You know he had a couple of those explosive plays. Um, you still have Ben Skoranek. You 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 still have all these players that are in depth. And I just I don't see how you can bring back. Like, yes, it's fine to have OBJ, and that's great. But Again, it's you know if they can get it, great. But I don't. Well, I don't we, know. If we had seven wide receivers last year. We had McCutcheon. Like McCutcheon just won't be on the team. You put Keenan Allen there. You put him above the depth chart, second the cup. Like I really think that's a night and day different. Like everyone else on the team outside of Cooper Cup wasn't getting consistently open. That's just a fact, reality of the situation we were in. We need I wish else that can beat man. I really and wish that we, we do that. I really or, wish that we would have saw Van Jefferson, Allen Robinson, and Cooper Cup playing at the same time. I feel like that would have been a little different. We never did really. Um, uh, I didn't they play one or two games all on the like. I guess Van Jefferson got back what week seven. He got after the bye, so yeah, week seven, um, and then so maybe played one, one or two games. Maybe, um, I mean, I, we would have to go back and look, but it, it wasn't that I, many that all three were playing at the same time. I always take the point of view. You never set mediocrity and our wide receivers last year were mediocre. They, they were Van Jefferson was mediocre. Alan Robinson was mediocre. Yes. I, I get, uh, we had backups in for most of the year. Um, half of the year, but the first half of the year, if you just go by the first half of the year, it was still mediocre and awful. The only time anything ever happened was Cooper Cup, and that's not acceptable. We have to make a change at wide receiver, wholesale. Maybe you don't have to change that third wide receiver. We have a few people who could fill that role. Van Jefferson, Tutu, I get that. Maybe Allen Robinson, but that second wide receiver role, we have to have a solid second wide receiver or we're not going to make progress. I I, I don't I don't necessarily 100% agree. I mean, I think that, yes, if we could add, you know, another wide receiver, I think that's fine. I think that the problem is, is that we really need to get our offensive line back up and working, and then we need to get our run game. Because if you don't have a run game, you cannot keep the defense honest with your receivers. And just because you have three, you know, mid to high tier, even if you had three high tier wide receivers, if you're only throwing the ball, 
your defense, the defense is just going to know you and, and you're Those high octane players are going to look mediocre because that's all they're doing. So if you don't retool the, the offensive line, you don't get the running game moving. You, you don't have anything when the, when the Rams were at its best, they had a run game, whether it was, whether it was with, um, Gurley. That's only been uh, Todd Gurley. I mean, even during the Super Bowl run, our run game wasn't good. It was fine. It uh, basically we would run ten to fifteen times a game, average three four yards a carry. Well, that way we so could the, do play the playoffs. Action. The playoffs weren't necessarily superstardom when it came to that. But I mean, I mean, in our you know we had the worst November ever, and then you know we came in and had a, a phenomenal running game in the in the last four weeks so yeah but look, I don't look know. at the teams we played the defenses we didn't play good defenses uh especially run defenses i think we if i'm remembering we faced two of the worst run defenses at the near the end of our uh regular season run in 2021 it, either way um but here's the thing i mean you watch the chiefs the chiefs won the super bowl with who juju that's that's the only wide receiver that you can. Yeah, but they retooled their entire O line, and they had. But that's Valdez, my point. Scantling, I think that. I mean, but I think that proves my point. If you retool the O line, give Stafford more time. Stafford you know, is moving helping like the homes. Well, that's fine. That's fair. But at the same time, you you can you can. I like Stafford. He's not moving like Mahomes. But I still think that if you retool the offensive line. You can have a those those three receivers, four receivers, whatever that you have them have a better chance if you give them a little a, a second more time. Yeah, yeah to but throw even the ball. Ju, uh, old Juju is still far, leaps and bounds better than any of our wide receivers last year outside of Cup. Any of them. So they were so, that bad. So if you make it Cup and Juju Schuster, then you you got to keep moving because. I would be fine with that. I, I feel like Juju is that bare minimal level that you want as a second wide receiver uh, in this. I just don't think we truly got to see Allen Robinson. I mean, we got to see Van Jefferson make some good plays when, you know, when we had um, Mayfield out there. I mean, he, he was, he was really the, the, the safety blanket for Mayfield when he, when he was successful. Stafford um, wasn't thrown to him for a reason. I mean, look at OBJ. It took three weeks, two weeks, and then he was thrown to him and he trusted him. He clearly never gained his trust and he wasn't getting open. Like I kept on watching him and it was like he was disappearing into the game and he wasn't. Are you talking about Allen Robinson or Van Jefferson? Robinson. Uh, Van oh, Jefferson okay. was better, which is sad because we're not paying Van Jefferson 17 mil. Right. I mean, he's, yeah. Right. <laughs> like Van Jefferson was our best wide receiver outside of cup. And I yeah. would definitely I mean, be fine. Was... Van Jefferson's fine for wide receiver three. I just don't want to pay. To... Again, I'm like, I, again, I get what you're saying. I, it would be great to bring one in, but we're already paying a ridiculous amount for someone who I think still ha- could potentially have potential, uh, especially if we're not going to get anything out of them. Um, I just think bringing on more debt into the weapon room. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, if it's OBJ, maybe. 
or if you get OBJ or Keenan Allen for six mil for one year, I think it's worth doing that wow. for the offense to be more dynamic. OBJ won't. Or Michael Thomas. I, I mean, OBJ is looking for a longer term contract, so there, there's no way that they're going to do it. He won't even probably take a one year. Yeah, but like no one else. Three year with a one year option. I don't think. I mean, maybe he's going to sign him for like longer than that. He has too yeah. many injuries. Like, uh, maybe. I, I don't know. Like, I would sign OBJ two years. I don't think that's super risky. All right. Well, man. <laughs> well, guys. See, this is what I told you at the very beginning of the podcast. You know, analysts are fighting amongst each other. Fans are fighting amongst each other. Commentators are fighting against each other. You know, even even members on the same podcast are, are disagreeing with how the Rams should do it. But the only people who really know what the Rams are going to do are the Rams themselves. Sneed. So we're just going to have to Les Sneed, Sean McVay, you know. Sneed is players. a menace, man. He, he's causing issues. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but, you know, it's definitely yeah. worth um, going after picks. I think we have preached on this for a year now. Uh, the dynamic between picks and veteran players is changing right now. It used to be five years ago. Uh, veteran players could be traded for for very little picks. The Rams changed that, and now you can trade veteran players for a lot of picks. And I think you can see the Rams change their method, like change the way they do trades, and they do with the opposite. Uh, Jordan Rodriguez has done a good job saying that they are aware of the value of picks and like they are open to shifting. This team is constantly moving and trying to adjust. And I, I hope that's what they plan on doing. Because I think just sitting here, cutting a few people, getting below the cap, and not making some big moves. You either we need just, we, to make big moves this year or rebuild next year. I mean, I think at this point, you know, we're, we're as fans, we're really just trying to see us be successful. And what does successful mean? Obviously, may, when going to the Super Bowl is obviously the ultimate goal every year. Uh, but there's 32 teams. It's, you know, it's not very likely that you're going to go and win the Super Bowl back to back. Obviously, there's a team who will not be named on this podcast who who has done that before. But um, but in reality, you're looking like, you know, if you're lucky, one every five, five years that you even go back to the Super Bowl. And again, that's that's kind of what you're looking at. And so I think when we're talking about success, it's just winning. Um, you know, if you're having a winning culture and you're you're always staying above that 500 mark. Um, you're getting to the playoffs. You're making it to the second, third round of the playoffs, getting to that championship game. As much as we dislike the 49ers, I mean, shoot, they keep getting back to the championship game, game every, every few, every couple of years now, it seems like. And um, yes, they don't make it to the ultimate goal. And some, and even if they get to the Super Bowl, they don't ever, they don't get to win, but they're still making it happen. And that's what I think. I think that's the success we want to see. We want to succeed the, the plus 500, we want to see the consistency of getting to the playoffs every year, making it past the first round. Yes, it'll be disappointing every time when we lose, but at the same time, building that that record. I mean, shoot, yes, if you're a Cowboys fan, I mean, I, I feel sorry for you. Uh, but at least for the for a lot of years, you, you're on a winning team. You you get to the playoffs. You you maybe make it past the first round, maybe not, but you know, you you still get there. Um, you know, just what it is. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of people would give to be us uh, last year. Um, a lot of teams that have never even been to a Super Bowl. So you you got to be grateful for where it is. I would like the team to be winning. I would like it to make good decisions. But, you know, the part of taking big swings is you're going to have big misses. And I think we're learning the miss part, unfortunately. Um, other teams just it, – it's – it is the exception being the Chiefs. It is the exception being the Patriots for as long as they are. Only one or two teams for five to seven years will be like that, where they're consistently winning in the championships. Um, and I think asking for that is kind of unfair, and you you got to just appreciate – uh, the fact that we won a Super Bowl recently and uh, we've been winning with McVeigh, and I, I think we're going to be winning again next season. I would be very surprised if we go below 500 again. I'd again, I mean, and it, it, it's it always goes with this. It's it's like it's that saying, you know, in McVeigh we trust. I mean, he wouldn't be coming back to a team where they are going to just like. I mean, for so much talk about him moving on. Um, you know, him getting a broadcast booth after this year, reading, if you go and read Jordan Rodriguez's column on The Athletic, um, you know, I now support that The Athletic because of this last article that came out. And it was great. I mean, just to learn the complexity of the situation and things like that. Um, it was a really good article about his mindset. And just like going back and like reading that, it's just like, man, I would have quit. I would, you know, I would have gone and, you know, taken, taken the, the millions and, and been a broadcaster if that, if that was my option, but he didn't, if he wants to stay and he wants to see this team succeed and McVeigh is not a, a coach who's just in it just to, just, to, just to kind of sail across. Um, he wants well, Zach, to win. I will, I will appreciate when you turn down 20 million to stay on the pod. I, I'll appreciate it. Wow. I'll let you know. I'm going to be at the combine this week, so you know if, if things pop up, you might I might be piecing out if I get. A hey, hey, j- like just that. mention that you want to talk to McVeigh, and I'm sure you'll get an assistant head coach job. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, I mean, offensive coordinator. I mean, I, I, I mean they'll, they'll be like, I'll "Oh, wh- you know McVeigh? You're you're a Rams fan. You must be good at offense." Hey, I'll take even the guy who squirts water into uh, someone's mouth. You know, I'll be one of those people if that if that's what it takes. But, uh, but yeah. So, so yeah. If you guys are going to be at the combine, please hit me up. Um, I'm going to try to cover it. I keep I you know typically I only try to do one or two days, but I've kind of been talking to some other people, and so I might be doing you know if not every day, um, at least you know half if not three days worth. I think I'm even convincing my dad to drive up from Cincinnati to. We to partake in it so. in the first round so yeah we may have something do oh, we may we stuff. may and we may have news this week so i'll try to i'll try to get some videos and um meet up some with some other fellow rams fans who i know are, who are going to be in town as well so uh looking forward to that but i guess we should wrap this thing up yep all right so oh man man i guess technically we're entered season three of the uh the East coast Rams podcast. Uh, we finished with season two last week. So officially kicking that off. Um, you can always stay connected with us. If you have any questions or concern or questions, uh, you can email us at feedback 
at eastcoastrams.com or hit us up on Twitter. Our official East Coast Rams Twitter account is at East Coast Rams. Uh, you can find our personal Twitter accounts down yeah, here. Right down. there. Dur, 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 dur. Yeah. Right there. So uh, feel free to follow us, DM us. Uh, let's keep on building this community. Um, Ashton, anything else you want to say before we, we wrap this thing up? No, thank you guys for watching. Please like and subscribe, comment if you're listening to uh, the podcast. Love the support. Uh, season three is starting off a little bit more rocky than we would like, but you know, we got through season two. I think we can get through anything now, Zach. Yes, we will try not to keep bickering at each other and who's right and who's wrong as far as how the offense should be structured moving forward, but that's what keeps things spicy in life. Um, yes. Hopefully we keep... You know, number five, I had to throw up the five jersey for this one, um, for this podcast. Uh, I love Ramsey. love what he does. Love love the energy that he brings to this team. But if he does leave uh, more power to him, he's going to make the best decision for him and his family. Uh, The Rams organization will keep on moving, keep on trugging. The fans will still keep on rooting for the Rams, no matter who leaves or who goes. We found that out over the last several years, especially. Um, But it's fun. It's fun. It's a fun thing that we keep on talking about. So with that, we're going to wrap things up. If you don't follow us on YouTube, go to youtube.com slash at East Coast Rams. That's where you can find all of our videos because we are now in living color. Can you believe that? Um, Yeah. And so that's going to wrap it up, Ramley. So uh, as we say every time while we exit the podcast, horns up. Horns up.